um, and, and obviously this, uh, the beach or the sun <laughs> is, is, is really something we're known for uh, across the world. You know, we have 365 days, sunny weather, beautiful beaches, private beaches for people who are looking into that as well. So my personal preference is definitely to hotel up. Uh, I definitely put in uh, Desert Safari on your list. So, is it possible there really is one destination that has something for everybody? From relaxing beaches to the more extreme kayaking or zip lining, from uh, snowboarding or snow plowing down a ski slope to sunbathing in 40 degree temperatures, or the very best food, the very best service, or the very best hotels in all the world? Well, we're about to find out because this is episode number 32 of the Travel Podcast, and we're heading over to Dubai to find out for ourselves if this really is the one destination that everybody's going to enjoy. You're listening to The Travel Podcast. Travel Podcast. Today's most exciting travel destinations. Brought to you by people with a real passion for travel. Great holiday ideas, real reviews, practical advice, and all the best deals in one simple podcast. The Travel Podcast. Now here is your host, Steve Witt. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Travel Podcast, where we aim to inspire you some of the top destinations in the world for you to travel and see. Today is no different. We've got one of uh, one of my favourite destinations of all times, and I'm joined by Lauren. Welcome, Lauren. Hi. And we have a special guest joining us live from uh, our destination. And today we're heading off to Dubai. And today we're joined by Shabab, uh, the Senior Manager of International Operations with Dubai Tourism. Now, let's start by, um, did I get your name right there? Almost. Almost. <laughs> good effort, though. Good effort. <laughs> um, hi, everyone. Um, Again, thank you very much for having me. My name is Shahab Shayan. Um, I look after the UK and Ireland for Dubai tourism. Um, I've been in this job for about six years now. And before that, I was doing uh, hotel management for about five. Uh, I've, uh, this is my bread and butter. I've studied uh, hospitality and tourism and really looking forward to putting Dubai on the map uh, for travel in the UK and Ireland. Fantastic. So we're going to be talking all about Dubai and why it is such an amazing destination. But let's start by Lauren. You've never been, have you? I haven't. It's always been a place I've wanted to go, but I've just never gone for some reason. We get the feeling after this you're going to be hopping on the next available plane. Oh, 100%. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so I'm going to start by saying something a little bit controversial. Um, everyone's going to panic now. Um, now, I have been, I've been a number of times, but before I went for the first time, I wasn't sure. And my first time I went... Um, I have to say, I wasn't sure about going. It was actually for my honeymoon, uh, bizarrely. Oh. So um, I actually, I, I did a multi-center trip. Um, first location was actually off the Canary Islands. And then I went to Dubai en route to uh, going elsewhere. And like I say, I really wasn't sure. I'd sort of seen pictures. I wasn't sure. And I'm saying this because I bet there's quite a few people who are probably in that same position thinking, shall I go? Shall I not go? I think we're going to change your mind on this podcast. Um, I've since been quite a few times. I've lost count of how many times I've been. So we're going to talk about why it's so fantastic, why 
it might not be what you're expecting and why it's so much more um, than you could ever imagine. So let's start with the basics if we can, uh, because the, there might be people who are actually not quite sure where Dubai is. So let's start there. Um, where roughly is it on the map? So, well, just to start off uh, again, because I've had many conversations where people thought Dubai was, was the country. Uh, so Dubai is, is a city. It's one of the Emirates of the United Arab Emirates. We have seven Emirates. Uh, that combined the uh, UAE. Um, so Dubai is basically bordered around Oman and Saudi Arabia. Um, it's uh, slightly smaller than Portugal, just to give you sort of an idea in terms of size. Uh, it's the second largest emirate between the seven emirates, um, and it's home to over 200 different nationalities. Um, it started off as a, a, as a fishing village in 1833. Uh, along the creek, we turned into a trading hub, um, and, and from the trading hub, we actually moved uh, into uh, tourism. Uh, there's an interesting story there, actually. The, the current ruler of Dubai, His Highness uh, Sheikh Hamad al-Rashid Maktoum, uh, was in his four by four along the beach. Well, one of the beaches in Dubai at that time. And he came across a, a, a family, an expat family, and sort of reached upon to them to say, you know, what are you, what are you guys doing here? Where are you guys from? Having a very casual conversation. And the family was actually a, a German family, and they've been coming to the same city and the same part of the city for about two to three years. Um, and from there, really, the uh, excitement and, and, and the idea of or the vision of putting Dubai on the map as a tourism hub, uh, as a tourism destination came about. Uh, it was sort of uh, advised otherwise to him not to do that, but with his ambition and his vision, uh, that turned into us becoming the fourth most visited city today. Um, so for us, Dubai now is, is you know, really becoming that tourism hub uh, and hopefully becoming uh, a more tourist destination in the near future. So we're, we're a UK podcast, but we have listeners from all over the world. So we'll, we'll talk about getting there from the UK because it just makes it easier. But um, now we typically fly from London, let's say, to Dubai. What's the sort of flight times? So the journey usually is around seven to seven and a half hours. Um, however, you know, Dubai is really situated in a very unique position where we connect the east and the west. Um, but the journey is seven to seven and a half hours. And a, a friendly tip here for me, maybe for you, Lauren, if you're coming up soon, is to take the morning flight. Uh, that way you sort of come into the destination around uh, the afternoon, around 2 p.m. time. Uh, really perfect timing by the time you reach the hotel, it's your check-in time. You have the whole day to sort of go around, the, uh, you know, step your foot into the beach, come back, rest, uh, and then plan your evening as well and be fresh for the next day uh, as well. And I, mean, I flew Emirates um, straight into the um, airport of Dubai. So easy getting around the airport. One of the nicest airports in the world, I'd have to say as well. Yes, you, uh, sorry, please go on. No, I was just going to say, and getting from the airport to anywhere in the city was so easy as well. Yeah, I mean, for us, we're, again, we're very lucky to, to have the airport in the heart of the city. Usually when you travel to a destination, you'd find the airports being an hour, two hour drive. Uh, for us, we're luckily enough, you know, we're about 15 to 30 minutes away from your destination. And again, really going on that size, Dubai is so compact that once you reach your destination or your hotel, even going around the city, you know, using any of the public transportation or if you want to Uber around, uh, it's pretty close. Uh, you know, most of the most of the point to point places 
are around 15 to 30 minutes away. So Lauren, for someone who's not been before, what is your perception of Dubai? Um, let's see if it matches up with what we actually tell you. So my perception of Dubai is something that I've always seen and I've had friends go there and you see quite a lot, the influencers online there quite often. To me, I always think of it, first of all, as being really hot. Um, and second of all, that it's beach and shopping and just really tall buildings. But I think um, as we'll come to find in this episode, it's actually a whole lot more than just beach and shopping. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely when, when I have conversations with, with the people in the UK, almost very similar to your list, Lauren, um, you know, in terms of superlatives, uh, you know, uh, we have very great architecture is Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world, Burj Al Arab, uh, very famous in the UK as well. Um, but we also have other architecture that revolves, uh, that really positions Dubai uniquely as well. We have the new Museum of the Future, uh, which is shaped as a torus. I didn't even know that word existed until today. Uh, but basically it's a donut shaped building. <laughs> Um, but the interesting part of it is that it has Arabic calligraphy going around the building. And the idea of it is that it's going to be showcasing the future trends of the world uh, and, and really bringing that to life in a museum. So very, very interesting thing we're looking forward to. From a shopping perspective, like you mentioned, again, shopping is known. Uh, we have many, a lot of malls, really. Uh, um, and uh, the, but the cool thing or, or the unique thing about our malls is that the experiences that it brings and, and how it really brings everything together for the family. So if we pick Dubai Mall, for example, you know, you have your kids in here for the kids, you have the VR park for the teenagers, um, you have the ice rink if you're, if you're into that, um, and plus obviously all the, all the shopping outlets that you have for retail therapy. Um, and then the luxury aspect, uh, I personally, uh, uh, you know, sort of go very iffy around that topic because a lot of people just think Dubai is made for the millionaires of the world. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't think so. I think really it caters to everyone. If, if that is you and that's how you would like to enjoy your holidays, then perfect. We do cater to that. But if, if you're looking for a bit more, uh, you know, diversity, a bit more change, uh, we definitely cater to that too as well. Um, and, and obviously this, uh, the beach or the sun <laughs> is, is, is really something we're known for uh, across the world. You know, we have 365 days, sunny weather, beautiful beaches, private beaches for people who are looking into that as well. Um, so yeah, plenty to see and experience in Dubai. Uh, however, uh, you know, a lot, a lot more in, into, into the diverse options that we have. Lauren and I were talking about this before we came on air and um, she said she had this perception of beaches and I was actually thinking I never thought of the beaches before I went because um, for me I love hustle and bustle and, and Lauren loves Vegas so you know because of the energy the excitement so I thought well actually you'll love Dubai then because that that energy that comes from the city is fantastic um, but I don't think I spent any time on the beaches because there's so much to do. No, oh, 100%. Uh, I mean, for us as well, it's 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 one one of the destinations that we say it's it's for everyone. Um, and, and how we how we look at that is the different offerings that that the destination provides. Um, you know, one of the aspects that we don't set, you know a lot of people don't know about is the cultural aspect of things. Um, you know, a lot of people think Dubai don't think about culture, um, but culture is really close to our heart and our DNA. Uh, I, I, and I'm personally very proud to be able to do that as part of my job and, and really showcase that culture to, to tourists across the world. 
Um, you know, and, and if we talk about some of the cultural areas, you have the uh, Al-Fahidi district, which is basically in a very old area, of old part of Dubai that's been well maintained and reserved. It's basically the old houses of the villages of Dubai. Um, and one of the unique features that you'll see is sort of the wind towers. And that, that used to be the old AC <laughs> a couple of decades ago for in Dubai. And that's how we used to keep cool in the summers. Um, but if you actually go around the city, uh, go around that area of the city, um, you get to see how old Dubai used to function, how they used to live, uh, the, the different decorations that they had around, the different alleys. Uh, so it's quite interesting versus, you know, the skyscrapers that you see across the, si across the city. Um, and then as you walk around uh, in the same area, you have the SMCCU, which is the Sheikh Ahmed uh, Center for Cultural Understanding. Uh, and, and that is one of my favorite, you know, places to go to. I, I mean, every time I, I get a chance, even with, you know, the people that we invite and my guests that I invite, I should like to take them there as well. And the reason is it really is an, a, a great experience that you get to see Emirati culture, you get to try Emirati food, and you get to speak to Emirati people um, and really engage with them. And they have a beautiful motto saying open doors, open minds. And what that means is that you get to have a conversation on any subject of your interest or any questions that you might have about the destination, about the religion, anything that you might have thought is taboo, it, you can really have an open conversation and they're always happy to explain uh, to you about what's happening. Um, you know, just to add on the culture bit, we, we also have, uh, uh, you know, the souks that you can see. So there are two souks across the creek. Um, one of the souks is the textile souk uh, and, and across, across it where you go, we have the amazing spice souk and the gold souk. Uh, obviously for me, the gold souk is sort of a no-no go-to. My wife always tries to take me to that side of town and, and I try and find detour as many times as I can. Um, but really getting to the different souks across is, is another experience. It's called the Abra, so you go on the Abra which is uh, almost, a, it's a small boat that fits around eight to 12 people. Uh, it costs around 20 keys, uh, 20 pence uh, to, to get on and, and go across. You avoid the traffic, but you also get to have a great experience to see the creek itself, especially around sunset time. Amazing for photography if you're into that. Um, and then really go and experience the soup seamlessly uh, and really enjoy the different experiences that, that there, there is to see. I have to say, I, I've been there. It really is fantastic. And it's such a contrast to the modern side of Dubai. It's possibly one of the more enjoyable parts is, is such a contrast. Um, you, you have to definitely go and do it, at least for you know, a morning or an afternoon. It's, it's brilliant. I love the fact that you can immerse yourself in the culture, because I think that's so important when you go to a new country, especially to get involved and see how other countries live and really get to experience it for yourselves as well. So I love that you said, obviously, you, you can find out more about it and really get immersed into it all. A hundred percent. I don't know if it's still there, but I remember going, I think, out from the Emirates terminal and there are pictures in the terminal of Dubai through the ages showing what it was like when it was literally just one hotel uh, and, and desert. And then every few years, there's new pictures showing how it's grown at, over a very short period of time, really. No, and, and we also have museums dedicated to that that are quite interesting as well. If you go into see the Dubai Museum, it actually shows you the story of Dubai uh, and, and how, it, how it has evolved. And if you're interested more uh, about sort of the UAE and how the UAE evolved, we also have the Etihad Museum, 
uh, again, very close across towns um, that basically tell you the journey of the UAE and journey of Dubai and you know, how the families operated, how basically they grew and how the city and the country turned to where it is. So fantastic story, yes. We've already established then that Dubai is more than just a beach destination. So if someone's kind of looking for the best way to take in what Dubai has to offer with the beaches and then a bit of hustle and bustle, would you recommend doing a bit of hotel hopping and staying in a few different areas? I mean, uh, it really comes down to your personal preference and your personal interest. If you're more about, you know, I want to just land in, check into the hotel and stay by the beach, and we have perfect, you know, hotels for that, like uh, the uh, one and only on the Palm, Anantara on the Palm. Uh, if you're more of a uh, city explorer and you want to sort of go to town, then you have downtown Dubai and hotels in downtown such as Vida that really give you that prime location for you to go around the city. Um, if you are sort of looking for a young and trendy place, you know, you're more interested into beach clubs, we have the Nikki Beach Hotel, which I'd definitely recommend. Um, but if you're looking for a uh, more of a family hotel uh, for the different members of the family, then you have the Fairmont Palm, you have Atlantis, uh, which I'm sure most of your listeners would know. Um, and, and, and definitely if you're into food, uh, and, and you want to be close to a lot of restaurants around you, and that's something you're interested in. You have the Medina Jumeirah and Souk uh, Medina Jumeirah right next to you. We can try an array of restaurants. Um, but if you sort of just want to, you know, be careful and look into more into the affordable side uh, and be wary of, you know, how much you want to spend, and that's possible as well. We have one, a couple of the brands. I'm just going to mention one, the Rogue Hotels. Uh, if you look into it's a very modern quirky looking hotel uh, amazing concept uh, for for people who coming in couples uh, or if you're if you're you know traveling alone um, amazing and affordable prices to look at as well so really i think it really comes down to what what you're interested in and if you want really a peace of mind and uh, you know serenity then i definitely recommend the al maha resort which is a desert resort so it's right outside the city. No one's going to talk to you. No one's going to bother you. You can go there and enjoy a very peaceful holiday. Sounds perfect to me, that one. So, I mean, Dubai's divided into sort of neighborhoods, isn't it? You've got like the, the business area, you've got the marina, you've got Media City. And so for someone going for the first time, how would you choose which is the right area for you potentially? So person, my personal preference is definitely to hotel up around the city. So essentially, I would maybe start off with a resort just to sort of, you know, you've been on the flight, you've been in the airports, you just want to come down, relax, uh, figure out maybe what you want to do for the next couple of days, be on the beach, and then maybe switch into a city hotel. And then over there, you can really go around the city, do the tours, do the different experiences, excursions that are available to you. Uh, I definitely put in uh, Desert Safari on your list. Um, and there's different ways that you can do that as well, because a lot of people just look at it as dune bashing. We can do stargazing. You can have a more traditional experience, uh, you know, as, as what the Bedouins did with the falconry and the types of meals that you can consume as well. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would definitely put that on your list. And then my, just like you, Steve, my personal favorite is really just getting out of the city and, and having a, a weekend at, at one of those desert resorts and really relaxing. That sounds amazing. It's definitely a lot to think about. Definitely for me, if I'm planning to head to Dubai, 
Um, we briefly touched on it earlier, we mentioned the skyscrapers, but one that Dubai is quite well known for is the Burj Khalifa, isn't it? Can you tell us a little bit That's more correct. about it? Yes, the Burj Khalifa was basically finalized in 2010. It's about 824 centimeters, uh, sorry, meters tall. Uh, so I almost said centimeters there. Uh, but uh, uh, you can imagine that, maybe then the souvenir shop. <laughs> um, and and it, it basically has a viewing deck, it has two viewing decks and or observation decks that you don't, can go to and really see the city from, from above, above the tallest building in the world, I guess. Um, it has one of the best restaurant experiences in terms of high tea. So if you're into that, you can go and have tea in the 122nd floor uh, with the city below you and, and you can really enjoy the views. Um, it really is one of the, you know, our, you know, structures that really put Dubai uh, again on the map in the global world, um, and really something that we're very proud of here in Dubai. And um, you may or may not know the answer to this. How long does it take to get to the 122nd floor? I think it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, not too long, but around uh, 30, 30 seconds, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Now, this is an audio podcast. You can't see Lauren's face there, but um, yeah, that is pretty quick. That is very and quick. That's not an exaggeration. It literally is that quick. I will bear that in mind if I want to visit there. Um, when we spoke earlier, we mentioned about the malls and you kind of touched on those briefly. But by the sounds of it, it sounds as if they are a full day out in themselves. You were speaking about all the activities for, the, um, for children, for teenagers. Whereas if you go to like a shopping centre in the UK, dragging the kids along, it's quite a chore to be honest with you. But by the sounds of it, the malls over there have got it all sussed for the whole family. Exactly. And, and that was the idea behind it. I mean, it was to create experiences with, with the retail aspect of things. So, you know, making sure that when you step into that mall, it's not just about going in and shopping or mom's shopping or dad's shopping, but actually the kids get to have fun. You know, the moms get to have fun. And the dads get to also roam around and do what they're interested in as well. And they're also, I did go here for my honeymoon, remember, uh, the, the food within the malls is fantastic. Not Don't, don't picture a shopping mall in, in the UK, um, but these are fantastic places to go. And, and something just to add on that is the, the aspect of being able to do things together as a family. I, you know, I, I briefly mentioned some of the things to do it as parts of the family, but, you know, you have something like the Dubai Aquarium that really is putting the family all together and experiencing this amazing aquarium all together as well. So these are some of the things, again, you can do together as a family or the ski slope in Emirates Mall, uh, where again, you guys can enter as a family and go enjoy some hot cocoa with snow around you. Um, so again, it, it's really about creating those moments um, and really, you know, bringing the family together as well. So you quite literally can go skiing on real snow, in effect, in a ski, on a ski slope uh, while it's 30, 40 degrees outside. Exactly, exactly. It's a bit weird when, when you speak to people and say you can do that until they actually go and experience it. But yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and one of the things which we enjoyed, I think it was the first day we got there, um, we went to a shopping mall and found that we could do a hop on, hop off um, bus tour. So it was a big bus tour we actually went on. A fantastic way to get to know the city and to learn all the different areas and to see what there was to then plan what we did for the rest of our, our trip. 100%. Uh, I mean, some of the bus tours right now really take you around the city. You know, they've, they've really put in some of the nice routes that definitely showcase the different highlights of the city and the different excursions that you can do. You know, you can even plan your day accordingly where you go, you know, skiing in the morning, bus tour in the afternoon, and 
beach beach after that or how, however you want to position it but definitely yeah there's, there's definitely a lot to do there and one of the things we actually did is you bought the ticket for the bus tour and they gave you a free bus tour in the evening as well so you can go and see dubai at night time because that's even different experience in the daytime 100 percent. the whole city gets lit up all the tall towers you see get lit up um, and definitely shows dubai at a very different angle and as well you know one of the new experiences that that we have uh, is called the Dubai Frame, and that again, really, if you, you know, when you go during the daytime, you get to see Dubai, the old Dubai, and the new Dubai. But then again, during the nighttime, it's like you said, it's a different experience. We see all the whole skyscrapers lit up and, and really experience Dubai differently. So, question for you, Lauren. Now, yeah. so much to do in Dubai. Do you like water parks? Do I like what? Sorry. Water parks. Water parks, yes. <laughs> so Dubai is the place to go for water parks. I don't know if I've heard about the water parks in Dubai. You know? <laughs> no. What can you tell us about the water parks then? Well, we have definitely, we have two of the best water parks that you can ever experience. I think we have the Aquaventure, which is attached to the Atlantis Hotel on the Palm. And we have the Wild Wadi, which again is is is, is our well one of our most well-known uh, water parks in Dubai. And let me tell you, the leap of faith in Aquaventure, if, I mean, it took me a few times to go all the way up and decide whether I want to go down the leap of faith or not, but I eventually did it after a lot of convincing. Um, and it is definitely a ride you will not forget. Um, and you just go through um, the, the, the ride and there's like a shark filled tank that you go and you see the sharks running across you and swimming across you and, and it's just different experience and it, wow, I mean, uh, it, it, it definitely puts is a priority on the list if you ever come to Dubai. I take that back. I had heard about the one at Atlantis. I think I was still trying to make sense of the skiing in Dubai, but I have heard about that one. <laughs> but that is such a great water park. I mean, the Atlantis is attached or it's attached to the Atlantis and people will go there and just spend their entire holidays in the water park. A hundred percent. There's enough to do. I mean, we also have theme parks as well. Uh, some of the new theme parks that we have, we have Dubai Parks and Resorts, which is basically four theme parks in one. Um, we also have the Lego Legoland, the, the, the water park, um, which again, uh, you guys can relate to. I know you guys have a Legoland back in the UK as well. Um, so yeah, we have Bollywood Park, which again brings different stories of Bollywood movies together. We have over a hundred rides uh, that really come together between the four parks. Uh, Motion Gate with, with uh, Madagascar ride coming in. That's a exciting one that I've been to. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of uh, different theme parks and water parks in Dubai to be experiencing when you visit London. In terms of the weather in Dubai, so we're speaking about like theme parks and water parks and things like that, but my conception is always that Dubai can actually get quite hot. So when would be a good time of year to visit to then ideally do the things like the theme parks without it being too hot to wander around? So Dubai really is a all year round destination. I mean, the, the, the weather does get a little hot, but if we look at Dubai, you know, we have a lot of indoor activities that we just mentioned earlier that you can do when you visit the destination during the summertime, you know, and Ramadan as well is, is, is a good time to visit as well because we have the city is completely different. It's a, it's a it's a it really brings in that that culture aspect uh, and historical aspect to it as well, and showcases the city in a different light. Ramadan, uh, for for the listeners that might not know, uh, is basically the holy month where we fast for 30 days from sunrise to sunset, um, and we break our fast by uh, iftar, is what it's what it's called. Um, and really, it's a month of giving and and coming together and brings the family closer, friends closer. 
uh, it really gets you into the spirit of giving. Uh, it's a very beautiful month for us and very good time to be visiting Dubai as well. Um, even though uh, sometimes it might get a little warm, but there are a lot of festivities going around, a lot of indoor activities that we can do. Uh, and as well really shows the city in a different light that you won't get to experience unless you come here during. Um, and the, the other side of it is that you, the city is really open to late during Ramadan times as well, which gives you the opportunity you know, to really plan your day accordingly. So you can still do everything that you usually do when you come, when it's not Ramadan. So you can still go and have breakfast in your favorite restaurants, lunch in your favorite restaurants, go by the beach or by the pool, um, but still get to enjoy the nights of Ramadan, uh, which is very unique to, to the month itself. So you talk about the, the month of Ramadan. There are lots of times throughout the year when I guess there are other things happening. For example, I think it's start of December, you have your national day. Is that correct? Yeah. So we, ha we have uh, our national day, uh, which is held around the 2nd of December. Uh, but we also have uh, a lot of activities that happen uh, between now and then. So uh, we have a lot of uh, sort of uh, events such as the Dubai Arts, we have the uh, food festival that covers a lot of food, um, which is one point I really want to mention because if, if you are a foodie like me, I mean, I'm not for sure, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a big foodie, a food lover myself. Uh, Dubai really caters to, to, to the foodies big time. Um, I mean, you're talking about 200 different nationalities, so you can just imagine the type of food that we have, uh, the variety of food that we have. And it is really for everyone. It can go, you know, from your Zumas to all the way to your street food, um, to comfort food. And, and the best thing about the, the restaurants in Dubai are they're truly authentic and really thought, you know, really are stayed true to the culture that they come from, which is fantastic. Um, one of the, or one of the mentions that I'd like to say uh, is, is the Emirati food. Because a lot of people, uh, a lot of guests that come in, people that I speak to, say where can I find some Emirati food um, and I always say you know you have the SMCCU which I mentioned earlier which provides you know amazing Emirati breakfast lunch and dinner uh, you have uh, Al Fana restaurants which has you know different uh, outlets around the city definitely join amazing Emirati uh, traditional Emirati food um, and on top of that if you're looking for more of an adventure type we have uh, a, com a company called frying pan adventures which has two themes uh, there's an Indian theme and an Arabic theme but the one tip I would give you if you ever decide to go on these adventures is uh, definitely go with an empty stomach. Do not go there having a, <laughs> a full-on breakfast or, or anything of that sort because you're going to be eating for a while consecutively. And the one thing that I, or, or one of the things that I really like about the, the frying pan adventures is that they bring in the unique aspect of storytelling with each restaurant that they take you to. So they tell you about, you know, why they're serving this type of food, when was it established, when the person came to Dubai, uh, how did this idea come about? So as you're having the food, you're really having a little bit of their culture and, and, and understanding how, how they came about to these restaurants. So, um, you know, uh, definitely, uh, you know, the, the Dubai Food Festival, that's where we came from. Uh, is, is, a, is a good, a nice event to look at as well. Um, and as well, going into uh, the, the art month, which comes right after that, right? We have the Dubai Fitness Challenge, which we concluded last year as well, where we, we brought Joe Wicks. Uh, I'm sure uh, some of you will know him, <laughs> who came and actually did uh, a very nice activity with, with a couple of hundred people and, and did 30 minute exercise. We had our, the, the Dubai Fitness Challenge as well. So that's an event that we did, which was basically doing 30 minutes of fitness for 30 days. Um, and it's a challenge for the whole city. Everyone gets involved, the rulers, uh, different uh, organizations across Dubai. 
uh, all the government entities, the, the public. So it's a very beautiful month as well for us when it comes to the fitness challenge. Uh, so yes, a lot of events to look forward to seeing. One of my favorite events uh, was actually, and I've been a couple of times with the Dubai Rugby Sevens. Oh yes. An amazing experience. Um, so, so we have the Rugby Sevens, uh, which is part of one of our sporting events, very famous, uh, happens around December time. And, and uh, obviously the weather's fantastic. Uh, you know, and we get to basically bring this amazing sevens experience to Dubai. A lot of people actually just fly out to come and see this. Uh, big, big fans from the UK. Um, you know, it's been going on for years uh, and it's something we're very proud of as well. Um, the other thing I'd like to talk about that maybe uh, a lot of your listeners might not know is the golfing in Dubai and, and, you know, and how we have around about 12 golf courses. And one of the unique aspects with these golf courses is some of them do uh, golfing at night. So again, it goes back to the aspect of you can still plan your day, do your activities, chill with your family. And if you're into golfing, you know, right around after dinner, go into do a full round of golf and come back. Um, so again, we're, you know, we're, we're really a destination that really provides everything for everybody. So just touching on culture, because you mentioned it a few times there. Um, one of the things people may not realize is that the weekends are different in Dubai, aren't they? It's sort of... Um, um, we're used to Saturday and Sunday being our weekend. Definitely, yeah. So we we are uh, our weekends here are Fridays and sat Saturdays. So we're we're missing you guys by a day over there. But um, definitely, you know, it's 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 a, it's a good way where you guys still have a lot of the bank holidays. And what we've seen, uh, well, some of my friends have done is they actually connect the bank holiday with the weekend there and they come in for a weekend trip down to Dubai with the boys and really just have a good time together. And I've seen that happen more frequently uh, over the past few years. Um, but yeah, definitely Fridays and Saturdays is our, is our weekend days. Because you, you need to think about that when planning your trip to make sure you're there for the weekend, basically. A hundred percent. You do not want to miss our Friday brunches. I mean, we have an array of brunches and uh, you know, some of some some of the brunches I've been to, I've seen, I, I couldn't believe myself. I mean, the amount of the the different variety of food that you have, and we've seen one where they've connected about four or five restaurants together and really giving you an amazing brunch experience. Have you heard about the brunches, Lauren? I was going to ask about that. I've heard about the brunches. I've seen the brunches, but I need to know more about the brunches. <laughs> I mean, for, for us, it really depends as well on, on, on what, what you like within brunches because you have people who are, you know, want to take their families. So you have family themed brunches across the resorts in Dubai. Some people want to focus on the variety. So you have somewhere like the Atlantis that gives you amazing family, uh, sorry, brunches with variety of food. Uh, and some people just really want to be a, from, a, from a location perspective. So if you go into other beach hotels across the beach road, uh, that, that provide brunches that want to have sort of a sunset view afterwards and the type of relax. So we, we have a different array of brunches depending on your interest. They sound amazing to be honest. I mean, I love brunch anyway on any occasion. So having it in Dubai <laughs> with the things you said sounds amazing. So inside a tip for us, if you, you'd like to go and experience a brunch, how do you know where to, do you have to book a brunch in advance? Do you just in your hotel or what's the best best thing to do? I think definitely because Friday brunches are so popular, uh, I definitely recommend that you guys uh, book the brunches in advance. 
or as soon as you get into your hotel, I just speak to your concierge and, and book that brunch for you. Awesome. I'll be writing that down. And, you can, and places to sort of look out for the brunches is, you know, you have your timeout to buy, what's on to buy, um, and you can basically do a different brunch. There's different brunches every weekend that you can touch upon. So definitely look out for timeout to buy and what's on uh, to have more information on what the brunches that are coming up before you come to Dubai. We'll make sure we put some show notes to help people find the best locations. Um, now, you also touched on the Emirati culture and being really helpful. Now, this is one of the things which I think is really difficult to describe to someone who's not been to Dubai, but Dubai sets a new standard when it comes to service. Now, every hotel in the world will say they give good service. Dubai is a whole new level, isn't it? A hundred percent. I mean, one of the reasons why we're so big on service is, is obviously part of our culture. You know, we're, hospitality is, is key and, and fundamental really in, in our culture and, and being able to serve your guests as best as you can, always with a smile and making sure that, you know, we, we leave a good impression because at the end of the day, we want you to have a great experience and a good impression and really enjoy your holiday uh, when you come and visit us. Something you have to try to really to see the difference. But I've, I've traveled the world. I've experienced lots of different great service. Dubai really does um, knock everyone else out of the park. And another thing, just jumping back onto food, one of the great experiences I did, um, and you may have done this yourself, is the um, Dow Cruise from the marina uh, with uh, dining experience on board. Yeah, I mean, the, the, definitely the, the, the Dow... There is, again, one of the things that you want to definitely put on your list, Lauren. I mean, it's the view that you get from the marina on the way or you go on the cruise ship uh, on the cruise itself is is really amazing. The meal is amazing. Um, and it's one of the things that we we definitely, you know, uh, tell my I tell my friends to try once, you know, whenever they come and visit to the, for the first time to really see Dubai from the sea. Um, and that way, again, it's another unique experience for them to, to see the city itself. You see, Lauren, this is one of the reasons I didn't get to experience the beach, because there's so many other things to do. No, I was just thinking there's a lot to do. I don't know how you'd fit it all in in one trip. I'd have to keep going back again. <laughs> so for anyone coming for the first time, how long would you recommend it would be an ideal trip? I would, I would really say between um, five to eight days, uh, depending, again, on, on how many, how many things, what your interests are, um, you know, but... I think five to eight days is a good amount of days for you to, again, experience the beach, experience the city, get out of the city. Um, you know, one of the other new experiences uh, that we've been uh, that we've been talking about recently is the Hatta experience. And uh, Hatta is basically a region uh, within Dubai. And what that provides is more of a outdoorsy theme. So if you're into kayaking, mountain cycling, um, you're into sort of hiking, uh, they have different routes. Um, you know, there's a bee farm, if you're into that, to go see how they make honey out of the bee farms. It's a, it's a quite, quite a nice experience as well. And it, it, it's really an adventure break for people who are into it. Um, so really clubbing everything together, about five to eight days is a good amount of time to spend in Dubai. I'm watching Lauren's face now. I think she's imagining she's packing her bags right now in her head. With my kayak. <laughs> <laughs> about the activities so for any of our regular listeners kind of know that i love adrenaline activities um and something that i have seen is the x-line zip line which looks absolutely amazing do you have any recommendations maybe for activities for families and then for people who are looking for something a little bit more adrenaline fueled 
So I think the, the, the zip line that you mentioned, Lauren, is definitely something to experience. I myself haven't, you know, I, after the leap of faith from AquaVenture, I haven't, <laughs> haven't been doing any crazy stunts, but uh, definitely the, the zip line there is, is, is a nice one. Um, for, for the family, I definitely, again, recommend the water parks. I think they really provide great entertainment and, and the different aspects of it. So if you really want to be a bit more, uh, you know, into the adrenaline side, you can go into the leap of faith. If you want to just chill and relax with the family, there's, there's the big lazy river that you can just lay in there and, and enjoy the sun and enjoy, you know, the, the, the surroundings. So it really is up to you. Um, you could definitely do the uh, Al Qudra cycling route. So that's basically another area within Dubai which is about uh, 30 minutes away from uh, downtown Dubai. Um, and again, that's a family fun. Everyone can rent a, a bicycle and really just cycle around. Uh, so yeah, I mean, definitely for us, uh, it, 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 we really are showcasing the different aspects, but if you really want to take it and step it up one more bit, uh, step it up a notch, you can jump out of a plane. <laughs> we do skydiving here in Dubai. You can, uh, and you, you will have an amazing view while doing it. Uh, you know, you jump out of plane and all you can see is the Palm Dubai or Palm Jumeirah. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's uh, 30 seconds uh, or I think it's one minute of your life that you're, <laughs> that's going to pass by really, really quickly. Uh, but yeah, if you're into that and you're really looking for the ultimate adrenaline junkie, you know, adventure, then I really recommend the, uh, the X Dubai and uh, jumping out of plane. <laughs> I was going to recommend something slightly less adrenaline orientated than that and that was the jet ski safari i did uh, around the palm that was fantastic great Somehow. way to see That's pretty cool well true so we've learned a lot there's so much to do in dubai one trip just isn't enough uh, there's really something for everybody um any time of the year uh, weather is absolutely always fantastic just depends how hot you like it but you can always go into a shopping mall when you get too hot or uh, go to a water park no, no better way to cool down uh lauren what's your sort of big takeaway from today like i need to go to dubai first of all um <laughs> but there is so much to do there whether you're going as a family as a couple with friends there is literally and physically something for everyone um and that is really an incredible destination to go to and have we missed anything well the 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 only uh i think one honorable mention i'd like to say is the uh La Pearl is basically a, an amazing show that we brought by Dragon, a uh, famous, famous show, director coming in from Las Vegas. He's done many, many shows there. Uh, basically seeing, uh, you know, doing insane gymnastics across these, they have these different hoops. Uh, very, very amazing show. And I'd highly recommend people coming to Dubai to at least watch one once. Amazing. Well, Shahab, you've been fantastic. Lauren, thank you very for your help today. And um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate us on iTunes. Uh, give us a five-star rating. That'd be fantastic. And make sure you download previous episodes. And I get a feeling we're going to be revisiting Dubai again soon because I think there's even more to learn. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends. But also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.